0: You're listening to a Behind Closed Doors podcast on 3CR 855 AM. Visit the 3CR website at 3cr.org.au forward slash behind closed doors. Our podcasts are also available on iTunes and Spotify. This show is
1: broadcast on land belonging to the people of Kulin Nation. Behind Closed Doors 3CR pays its respect to elders past, present and emerging and acknowledges that sovereignty has never been ceded, always was and always will be Aboriginal land. You have tuned in to 3CR's programme Behind Closed Doors. This programme explores all topics related to sex work. We give sex workers and allies a comfortable space to share their experiences. We also appreciate questions from the general public. Behind closed doors, aim to uncover what the sex industry is really like. Our program exists to bridge the gaps. Please be mindful this program is not suitable for little years as there may also be explicit language use. Please email us at bcd3cr at gmail.com.
0: Hello, hello. Welcome to another episode of Behind Closed Doors, Australia's only Sex Worker radio show. This is part two, where we take behind closed doors to the streets to interview sex workers with street-based sex work experience. So last week, we actually had a really exciting and privileged show where we got to hear street-based sex workers insights into street-based sex work. And this week, we are surprisingly even more privileged to hear about the first-hand experiences and their lessons learned from them. This is a very extra special episode that also requires extra trigger warnings as we continue to elevate more voices of sex workers at Behind Closed Doors. Sasha and I have agreed that we want to put forward what the sex industry is really like, the good, the bad, the ugly and really the tenacity of sex workers including those who are on the street. As mentioned in our introductions that we really endeavour to make it a safe space for sex workers to be really honest and raw about their experiences and so in this episode we must give you another trigger warning That this show is not for young children and little ears. Please listen to this episode made available on our podcast at BCD3CR whenever it is safer to do so and switch away now. Behind Closed Doors does not and will never condone child exploitation or child prostitution in any way. And at the same time, Behind Closed Doors endeavours to create a safe space for all of our sex worker guests who have had these experiences and choose to disclose this with us and also with our listeners. Thank you to all of our guests for their generosity in sharing their personal experiences and lessons, not only with us at Behind Closed Doors, but also with all our listeners. It is you who make our show so meaningful. Hi everyone, this is another Outdoor Edition with Kitty Galore. You're listening to Behind Closed Doors on 3CR. I've got here today with me Miss Sia, Miss Catalina, Miss Sasha. Today we're going to quickly talk about our client experiences and... Our first experiences? Yeah, our okay. very first experiences is a client.
2: Let's go with Talisia. She <laughs> oh, looks like she's ready to tell
3: us a
4: story. She's been dying to tell us a story. Um... For me, I think my first client, because, you know, it was my first ever um, male interaction um, as trans. So to me, it was different because... And also a paid job. Yeah, that's it. And, um, and just being able to, yeah, to, to have a guy come over to your safe space and...
3: <laughs> you don't know. you <laughs> don't.
4: Um, and yeah, I think when he came through, he... I remembered I was so confident on text messages. I mean, he rocked up to the room. I was sitting there in the corner of the the room shaking. (laughs) And I couldn't do it. I was frozen. I didn't even talk to him much. I was afraid of him hearing my voice. So
2: he didn't take advantage of you?
4: No, he didn't take advantage of me. (laughs) Um, But that's very sweet of him. Yeah, he was. And we just pretty much talked and he showed me um, a a website (laughs) So it was um, website uh, to Twitter posts um, and ads, and how to um, yeah, obviously how to claim clients and what the right words to say, and yes. So he was really nice.
0: So he was almost like your mentor.
4: It was pretty much, and I didn't unfortunately get any contact details, and I think I must have wasted his mic because he never called me back. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so he listened to the show.
4: Yeah, if you remember me from the Footscray Gordon Street Uni Lodge. <laughs> <laughs> it was pacific cd girls and <laughs> tell us still currently single
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. and i'm still
4: currently single but professional now
0: <laughs> and that translates to paid by the hour right yeah, no right. money no honey yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's it <laughs> okay
3: well shall we go to you miss casolina yes my first experience i was actually um running a brothel so i was doing the managing um receptionist and um, so I never wanted to do sex with so I thought it was disgusting. That was my mind frame at that time. Yeah. So I couldn't do it. It's just no, no way. So I was running the brothel. And then one time I, I got my friend to come into work to do a shift. And um, I got a pre-booking for her. And she didn't turn up. But her client turned up. And I thought, what am I going to do? I, because I was so... This is me like, oh, my God, I've, we've got to provide this guy a service. Yeah. And I bet she's not here. She's 45 minutes late. So I walked up and I said to him, can I just tell you that the girl that you bought oh. is actually not in today, um, but I can service you. <laughs> so I serviced. I didn't even know what to do. And then he just told me, as um, so I him this is my first time. I don't, I'm actually the receptionist. <laughs> and I'm like, I don't know what I'm doing here. But I just felt I really felt like I had to. Still give him this. Yeah. I don't know what what I was thinking. Yeah. And providing the full customer
4: service experience. Yeah. 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 yeah.
3: What is that what's that thing? Um, fulfilling your role. What it when you go beyond um what's that thing when they say?
0: Above your call of duty.
3: Thank you. That is ah. what I did. <laughs> and then he had to show me what to do. <laughs> oh, what yeah, movie. so that was my so, first so experience. Was, so it was a good experience? Oh, it was a beautiful experience. Yeah, yeah. My introduction sex work, I like, oh I could do this
0: yeah, and what about you Sasha? Well, I start off
2: as an erotic model um, and <laughs> on the website, so um, I don't know, I have always been fascinated being naked and let people see me um, so uh, I've been modeling for maybe about two months and then the webmaster actually contacted me and said, there is this guy from America Um wanted to get in touch with you uh, because he's coming to Singapore, so he eventually gave my email address so we keep in touch and then he came to Singapore. Um, he was there for work, so he took me out for dinner. That was nice, and um, actually he paid. Um, he he did ask me how much I charged for dinner, and he um, so that was my first paid getting paid having dinner with somebody and then after that when we had dinner and everything and he said how much do you charge to stay over the night at the hotel so i said i don't i actually don't know so i've never done this before so that it turned out to be a really good transaction it was a good experience it was very gentle and he end up um every time he come to singapore and he always come and look for me
0: and did you get a fair rate? Yeah. I oh, it was, I was it
2: was a good rate. I mean, do I have to say? Okay. For dinner, Gina- did
3: you give him a rate or did he work it? No, straight? I
2: didn't give him a rate. He worked it out, and oh, yeah, and it was actually thousand dollars. And I thought Franco was pretty good. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. So yeah. So but not today. Not, not today, but that, that time. <laughs> yeah. <today>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So yeah. So it was a good experience for me. Anyway. So yeah, that was my first experience. It was true the website. Yeah. Oh Latoya definitely have a lot
0: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Latoya, would you like to share this experience of the client?
5: Once upon a time, long, <laughs> yeah, long time ago <laughs> 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 you have Gee, my first first client it was hooked up by some girls in New Zealand because I came straight from the islands. And then when they hooked me up with a regular I went up to the mountain to do the the service, and then I came back, and then um, the girl, I got other of the, car and the girl goes, "Oh, where's the money?" And I said, um, "Oh, I couldn't charge him because I felt sorry for him."
0: Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> so it's that PD was my Six. first. Pardon? Was it pity sex? No, it was just because
5: <laughs> in my culture you give things for free, and you know, then that, that's why I, I had to learn that you had to be tough, but I just felt guilty.
0: I see. Yeah. Do you think that sets a precedence for you in how you provided services after that? Like, uh, did you charge extra or twice as much?
5: Oh, I became a horrible... <laughs> 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 it was triple, double, triple, double, triple. <laughs> oh,
2: everything
0: transaction after that.
5: Oh, no, yeah, listen, like, everything was cash first before I even got in the car.
0: But that's the right way, right? So yeah. it, oh, sounded, yeah. it sounded like the first one yeah. was just an educational fee. Well, oh, there's
5: no... S- Look into the islands. Um, you met men off the ships, and you were just that you bought you a drink, and you looked after them afterwards. Some girls with doing money. After them? Honeymoon, darling. Honey morning. Yeah. You know. Full yeah. body pleasure.
2: <laughs>
5: yeah. yeah. So the, 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 the island was totally different. You know, you were wrapped that a Navy ship came in, so, you know, oh, we were going to get spoiled tonight and they gave us drinks and stuff. Some of the charged, we did, none of us did. It was just nice to have yeah. a white-skinned man.
0: Mm. <sighs> Courtesy trigger warning. And now, Chrissy, I'm wondering if you'd like to share with us your first time with a client.
6: Well, it depends on whether you want to class my first time with a client as an adult or as a consenting adult or whether you want to go back as far as when I first entered into the sex industry.
0: When you first entered the, into the sex industry? Well, I
6: started off in child, child prostitution, child pornography and all that sort of stuff. And, yeah, I was exploited. But in saying that, I was never hurt and I didn't know that it was, you know, wrong or anything. So, yeah, I was I was groomed, really, and into this whole industry. So, yeah, my first, first experience was, yeah, with a whole heap of guys just, yeah, doing what they wanted around me. And it slowly weaned into becoming, trying to get me comfortable around men and penises and all that sort of stuff until... I was comfortable with that, and once I was comfortable with that, it just went further and further until, yeah. Well, here at Behind Closed
0: Doors, we want to share the real stories of sex workers and have as many sex worker voices on air. So now that you uh, are fast-forward, you know, mature, wiser, and you are someone who has set really healthy boundaries for yourself as a sex worker,
6: what's it like
0: now, like, when you became an adult and decided, okay, I still want to do sex work, what was your then- being like.
6: exploited to exploiting myself and then to working out how I could because it was all I knew because I was grim from such a young age and that that it became all I all I really knew how to make money mm. and that so I went to working out how I could turn it into professionally making as much money as I possibly could yeah. from these guys that exploited me so that I could exploit them back.
0: <laughs> right. So you turned the tables on <laughs> Absolutely. them.
6: Absolutely.
0: Yeah. Did and you that, did you ever have a nice client as well as one of your later, I suppose, clients, but as an adult? Well,
6: like I said, that, they were never bad to me or anything. It was never, ever... I, I never, ever felt like I was in danger or it, I never felt like... it they were going to hurt me or anything and mm. and so yeah they groomed me very gently and I suppose that's part of you know being groomed you know so that they get what they want without yeah mm. any any fear of you know being in trouble for it or being caught out doing what they were doing so y- yeah. You've got
0: so much experience and so much knowledge what kind of advice would you give to you know your younger self
6: oh no matter what underage is underage and it, it yeah it, children should never ever be exploited into into an adult world and yeah yeah I would do anything I could to to make sure that the system and and especially now that it's been legalized that the child exploitation units uh, are kept on their toes even more so now and that so that the the underage don't don't have any way to even be fallen into the trap of even being able to choose to, to be in that industry until mm. they're of adult consenting proper age.
0: It was genuinely so good, kind and generous of Chrissy to share something so deep and personal about herself with all of us listeners here on Behind Closed Doors. Now we're going into a one-on-one interview with Chrissy where she explains what her wishes are for this new world of sex workers now that sex workers decriminalize in Victoria. So I've got Chrissy here with me and I'm wondering if Chrissy would like to share a few words about street-based sex workers. Um, Yeah, I'll share
6: some... some, But you've got to ask me questions because I didn't (laughs) even know where to start.
0: Well, Chrissy, you've been a street-based sex worker for a while in the past.
6: I've been working for over 35 years.
0: For over 35 years. Over
6: 35 years I've been working on the streets of St Kilda and that, and, yeah, over the years I've watched the laws change, I've watched people be jailed and all sorts of things, yeah, I've watched it go from very violent to... um, to being very very safe now. Remember when there was um, no protection, no there was no um, no condoms and no needle exchange and all that sort of stuff. So yeah it was really, really quite dangerous. So we've come a long way in Victoria? Absolutely. And <laughs> it's like we've gone from the dark age to yeah. To
0: uh, electricity. <laughs>
6: absolutely yeah.
0: And now we've got decriminalization in Victoria which it's means
6: fantastic like wow yeah it's probably one of the best things that's happened to the whole industry actually
0: because that means street-based sex work is no longer a a criminal offence um and that you can work on the street no problem yeah and how does that change work for you
6: well i've been jailed over the years for, for um working the streets um fantastic to know that you know i'm not at risk of being locked up and going to jail it would be wonderful if they could take away the jail times that they've got on my criminal record because that'll always be on our record i don't know how that they'll get around that because when they do police checks and stuff like that for job interviews or in any sort of things that you want to do where they've got to do a police check it'll still come up as as part of a criminal history.
0: You'll be very happy to know that St Kilda Legal Service is going to look at the Spent Convictions Act, and that means they're going to be looking and helping street-based sex workers that have a criminal offence as part of their history and to see what
6: that can be done about that. That would be wonderful and, and would be, again, another fantastic step forward. But um, then there's the other side of it that, um, well, when it was illegal... And stuff. There was a lot of things that we had to do illegally in order to be able to work and commit that crime. So we would commit several other crimes yeah. in order to protect ourselves so that we wouldn't be caught doing the sex work. So yeah. there, it's a chain reaction. So yeah, it, it, it'd be very interesting to know how they'll get around all that. But, yeah, it would be a wonderful step forward again. So
0: it's obviously taken such a long time to get to where we are today. You said you've been in the industry for 35 years. Over
6: 35 years, Over 35 years.
0: And I'm wondering, what message would you like to give the general public about sex work? And street-based sex work, particularly.
6: Well, now that it's been legalised, I'd really like to see um, an education system put in so that we can actually, like acupuncture or a masseuse all that sort of stuff be it'd be wonderful to be able to create a curriculum so that it can be actually studied and we go that one step further and we can actually be professional in our in our careers that we've we've chosen
0: oh that makes me so happy chrissy especially people think that street-based sex work is something that people just do and they don't treat it professionally but the truth is Someone such as yourself, who's been in street-based sex work for 35
6: years, we consider ourselves professionals. Absolutely, yeah, for sure. And if I if I'd actually had the opportunity to be able to put it under a, an educational side of it, I'd actually be a master or a doctor <laughs> in in this profession because I pride myself on making sure that firstly that it treated on a in a mental health. Manner for the client, mm. and that because a lot of the clients um, usually come to sex workers because of many reasons loneliness, um, having infancy problems, also all sorts of issues and mm. stuff. So, yeah, there are a lot of different sides of it, not just sex. Mm. And that, so yeah, it'd be interesting to, to be able to take that next step forward and be able to create a an educational curriculum so that it can be professionally... Recognised. Yeah, but personalised like like they do with counsellors. Like.
0: I love what you're describing because sex workers give a lot of care and empathy and we have that listening ear for a lot of clients that come through to us. Who may, as you say, feel lonely yeah, or have troubles uh, sexually?
6: Well, even, even people with disabilities and stuff like that that, mm. that have no no partners or not even any any sort of opportunity to even have partners in their life, and that they still have the right to be able to explore their sexual desires and 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 beings about themselves, and that. Just because they they have disabilities or whatever at many different spectrums of uh, levels, mm-hmm. and that it would be yeah wonderful to be able to just be able to set you know um, part of that in curriculum educational side of it.
0: Part of that curriculum would include providing training to sex workers about how to support people with mental health, That's right. such mental as the clients' disabilities,
6: come to you. All, all kinds of things, Infancy, safe sex. And what to do, you know, when when they think they've got um, any sort of problem. It would be good to see that um, those who choose to take it as a profession and and a long term, like myself, um, to, yeah, just to be able to be professional and be recognised in in the community as a professional sex worker and, and trained. Professional sex worker, mm. so that yeah, and and it would be inter- it would be wonderful to see couples be able to explore that together as well, and be able to see sex workers as couples, so that they can be you know if it, if been educated and taught in a curriculum setting, then we we could explore also being able to teach partners how to be able to. Be intimate. Be, be very intimate and how to explore the intimacy within the relationships as well, not just, you know, go to a doctor and take a blue pill or or the male go and see a sex worker behind their partner's back. It was on a professional level it could be broadened even more so that it could be as couples can come and explore that together and it not be shunned upon.
0: Yeah.
6: From Either side of the the relationship, yeah. We can actually master it, doctor it, whatever. So you, you know. want
0: it to be a long term education, like a, a, not just yeah, three months, not, not
6: just yeah, six not, months. Not just learn how to, you know, pull someone, not, not to just learn how to lick a pussy or how yeah. to how to get a clip hard or you know to to go that the whole whole mile, you know, and you know learn how. How to handle disabled people on all different levels, and you know, um, just because they can't get an erection, it doesn't mean that they can't enjoy the pleasure of it. You yeah. know, all that sort of stuff. Just because they don't ejaculate, it doesn't mean that they they can't come. Yes. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. And they to to be able to to learn and. Properly, on a real professional level, you really need to learn the body and understand the... Anatomy. That, that's, yeah, that's yeah. right. And to do that, you can't just do that in three months, six months, or yeah. whatever. You so really, what I'm like hearing is... Like dietary or, you know, whatever. You need to be able to study it as a proper curriculum, educational tertiary study.
0: And what I'm hearing is that even for you as a street-based sex worker, you're interested in doing that course, Absolutely, right? yeah. Because that will give you the qualifications of Absolutely. being a professional I went, sex I worker. I've being
6: exploited in, you know, in, in the sex industry to exploiting myself and helping to legalise it so that I, instead of exploiting myself, being proud and, and own the 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 whole thing of it you know and Mm. by choice Mm. and and it not be exploiting myself Mm. you know or anybody else for that matter
0: and not have to learn by trial and error because that's how a lot of us do it
6: right to be able to learn it properly and professionally because and treat each client individual you know like Mm. personalize their needs
0: a lot of Things that we could learn include community service, how to listen to clients, yep. how to find out to be refer able to them claim it on
6: Medicare, to mm. be able to, you know, all those sort of things because it is a health issue mm. and and stuff and it the way it's been over the years. And that, it's gotten a lot better, but the way it's been over the years, it, from partner, wives, whatever, it created divorces, broken families, up, mm. all that sort of stuff, but if you create a curriculum and education system, couples can can explore that together, rather than it be the risk of it breaking families, it can make the family.
0: Aww, and... Know? I think a lot of people don't see sexual health as a need yet. They just think that oh, it's something you can get over, that you should suppress. But that yeah. you know, how do they think babies are made, right? Well,
6: yeah, <laughs> it's and part of our know, biological needs. Wives and husbands don't mind their partners going and getting a massage, mm. but at, you know, and at the same time, they're being touched by somebody else, mm. and and. And and pleasurable and enjoyable and relaxing and and all that sort of stuff and and sex can be just the same thing, but mm. it, it's classed as dirty and, and and like I said breaks families up but doesn't make families mm. and that you know. But like, if it's we classed that in- as cheating and all that sort of stuff, and if you if you now that it's been legalised, it, hopefully people will will learn to. Accept and and tolerate and and then learn to um, be accepting and, and of it, and then eventually people will use it
0: yeah. together and see it as
6: just a service. That's right. Yeah. Exactly. That ends
0: once the service it, is done. Exactly. Yeah.
6: yeah. Like you go and see a gynecologist and stuff like that for for, you know, your, your, your sexual impotency and mm-hmm. all that sort of stuff and, yeah. and everything. it Yeah, it would be wonderful to see it, it just advance to that level.
0: The difference is that with sex work, there's consent. It's not done without someone's consent. There's mm-hmm. negotiation. That's, that's, there's that's discussion. Right. That's right. There's payment.
6: That's and it's right. just a very but clean it's, transaction. It's, it's generally not consented by couples. It's only consented by the one person. So mm. if, they're, if they're married or in a relationship, then still they're, they're feeling that they're doing something wrong. Mm. And sex and, and exploring your and, and learning about your sexual needs and, and, and your, your own sexual desires and so forth. It shouldn't be anything dirty at all, ever. Mm. Oh, I ever. love that. <laughs> ever. It should always be the more you learn, the better you are. Yeah.
0: And then be able to love each other in that relationship and support each other in that relationship. That's right. Yeah.
6: And, yeah, the, the more educated you are about things the less ignorant you are. Mm.
0: Thank you so much for sharing your beautiful heart, Chrissy. You've been just absolutely amazing. I really love everything that you've shared with us. Thank you so much, Chrissy, for your time. My pleasure. Yeah. Um, If there's one last message you could give to every one of our listeners on 3CR, what would it be?
6: Help. Help. Let it become an educated profession and help. Let the education system allow us to be able to create a curriculum for this for this field.
0: I love that Chrissy. If there's anything I can do to support that dream to make it happen, I am there. So this is our message and our call to anyone who's listening. If you would like to contact us to make this curriculum happen so that street based workers and sex workers in general can Take this curriculum and become
6: part of a... Professionally educated within our profession.
0: That would be fantastic. So you can contact us on bcd3cr at gmail.com. You're listening to Australia's Only Sex Work Radio Show on 3CR. This is Behind Closed Doors, Kitty Galore and Chrissy. Thank you again, Chrissy. My pleasure. Chrissy's the first person I've ever heard share my dream for an accredited education program designed for sex workers since I even began sex work. In the past, I've ran casual workshops and even gone as far as to creating my own workbook. We do need more help on this and would certainly be grateful for any assistance. This is a replay from an episode of Behind Closed Doors. We sincerely hope you enjoy this episode as much as we have enjoyed producing it.